The views on this podcast are my individual views. They do not reflect those of the Department of Defense, United States Navy, or others. Hello, and welcome to episode three of DC's Fireside Chats. Um, I hope everyone out there has been doing well. Uh, I want to start by thanking you for uh, <laughs> listening to this episode. And if you've listened to any of my uh, other two episodes, thank you for that as well. Uh, I'm still trying to get the hang of this whole podcasting thing, and I appreciate each and every one of you for taking the time out of your day to give me a few minutes of your time. On this episode, I'm going to give my views and thoughts on food and how it sometimes is used to define a person. After that, I'll be talking about how I think social media has changed not only as an entity, um, but us as individuals as well. I'll be rounding out the episode by introducing you to the music of Hippie Love, a producer who currently resides in my hometown of Richmond, Virginia, and why her music has been on constant rotation in a new segment called DC's Fireside Vibes. So with all of that being said, thank you again for listening. It really is appreciated. And without further ado, grab yourself a drink, pull up a chair next to the hearth, and join me for today's Fireside Chat. Let me set the scene for you. You and a group of people head out to dinner for some laughs, some wine, and most importantly, something to fill your grumbling stomach with. The waiter slash waitress starts to go around the table and take orders. Then they get to you. You haven't eaten all day and you've had one hell of a week. You want protein. You want a steak. (laughs) So at this point, most people know exactly how they want their steak cooked and half for a while. They don't flip-flop. They don't go back and forth about it. Rare and still mooing or well done like a hockey puck. You like your steak how you like it. And that's that. Okay, so I'm going to stop there because that's where things can get interesting in the black community. Now, what I'm about to say obviously does not speak for every single black person in every single situation. But in my 20 or so years of being able to order food that I want and how I want it. Now, keep in mind, for the first 10 years of my life, it was pretty much a eat what's presented or nothing at all type of environment. Don't get me wrong. It's what I grew up with. And I'm more than okay with that because I feel like that helped groom me in a way to the person I am, it showed me appreciation. And it also showed me that at the end of the day, my parents were parents and I was a kid, something that is lost a little bit in today's society, but <laughs> that's a different subject for a different day. So I've seen that this is a bigger topic than some people may think. Minus one or two rare occasions, anytime I've been out and around my fellow black people, everyone from family members to dates, I'm almost always met with a look of disgust when I order a steak. Now, this needs to be said, it's going to be said, and it it will be what it is. I eat my steaks medium rare. I didn't always eat them like that, you know, if there's any confusion, you know, go back to the eat what's here or have sleep for dinner mentality (laughs) that was mentioned earlier. But once I can make that decision on my own, that's the temperature I choose to eat my steak at. 
Initially, I only did it because whenever I'd watch movies or TV of my favorite characters at that time, every single one of them would always order their steaks rare. Now, keep in mind, most of the people I was watching on TV at that time were middle-aged white men, but I digress. Now, me personally, I'm not I'm not eating my steak rare. I did it a couple of times because um, life is way too short to not try new things, but it wasn't for me. Something about a rare steak just, at that point, I might as well just go to the commissary or the grocery store, grab a porterhouse, rip it out the packaging, and eat it. It's not for me, but to each their own. Medium rare was and still is my steak temperature. Ooh, excuse me. <laughs> the first time I ordered a steak medium rare, I was with my father, my stepmom, and my sister. Um, I can't recall where we were at the time, but when the waitress got around to asking me how I wanted my steak, I said medium rare. And almost instantly, instantly, my dad looked at me and he was like, damn, it's still going to be mooing. Eh, when I think about it, I don't know if that's exactly what my dad said, but knowing him, that's that's pretty damn close. Anywho, he was the he was only the beginning of what would eventually become a lifetime of me having to, quote unquote, defend how I like my food. I've heard everything, everything from, oh, God, no, it's still bloody. I'd never eat that to, you know, you're going to get sick, right? Or my favorite, my absolute favorite. Oh, you must have been raised by white folks because black folks don't do that. That one, that one to this day still bothers me. But, you know, it it's something I've come to, I don't say accept, but expect. I've come to expect it. You know, I mean, I'm not ignorant to the fact that every culture, every group of people have and do things that are for the most part unique to them. But my question is this, does something as simple as how I like my food or what type of beer that I drink or anything for that matter really determine my blackness? I say it doesn't. It definitely doesn't. You know, I mean, I'm probably delving into a realm I don't know much about, but I'm going to give it my best shot. I'm going to try. Every region in this country has at least one dish that we can look and say, yeah, that's from the South or the Northeast or the Midwest, etc. But that does not mean every single person from that region has to like or enjoy it. Of course it doesn't. That would be silly to even assume that. You know, I mean, outside of friendly jabs or, you know, the joke here and there, are you really going to tell someone from New York that if they order a pizza instead of a pie, that they aren't from New York? Probably not. I know a few people that would. You know, depending on my mood, I might be that blunt person to be, you know, to tell them, oh, you ordered a pizza from, you know, instead of a pie, you're not from New York. But the terms are interchangeable. It's, you know, slang, it's jargon, it's dialect, it's where you're from. You know, another good example, I'm from Virginia. Born and raised. What about people from Maryland who don't like crab cakes? I haven't met many, but I know they're out there. I know that they exist. Are they any less like Maryland? I don't know what you call people from Maryland. Maybe someone can fill me in. But are they any less Maryland 
because of a personal preference. No. No, they're not. Not at all. No matter how we are grouped, identified, classed, etc., at the end of the day, we are individuals. And that's the best part. If you want to eat your steak burnt to a crisp, sure. I may think that's a waste of a good porterhouse, but guess what? I don't have to eat it. And that also does not give me the room to try and say you're any less of who you are than I am because I choose to eat my steak a certain way. You know, I think when we start to look at what people are expected to be instead of who they are, we've lost sight on the bigger picture. Enjoy individuality. You know, we live in a world now where a lot of people are more concerned about how others see them than how they see themselves. Be you. Do what makes you happy. You know, and at the end of the day, if you prefer A1 over Heinz 57, I'm a Heinz 57 man myself, but again, individual. Be your own A1 from day one and let it pour. Just don't spill it on yourself. It can be a pain to get out. I've been there before. But be you. Enjoy who you are. Don't let those moments, those times of concerning yourself with how someone else is going to look at you determine what you're going to do to create your own happiness. Because when you sit down and look at it, no one is going to sit there and say to themselves, I guess you would say, um, I'm less than because my friends like boba tea and I don't No, If you don't like it, you don't like it. You can be who you are without conforming to the will, the needs, the wants of other people. You can do that. I suggest you do that. I want you to do that. I do that. It's not always easy. I know it's not. It's not always easy to uh, be that way. But I think when we as as individuals take our time, sit back, and enjoy the things that we enjoy, we're much happier. And with the way things are going nowadays, who doesn't want to have their own slice of happiness? I know I do. And I hope you do too. All right, so now that I've made myself completely hungry, it's uh, recording this at 3.30 in the morning, and now because of myself, all I want is steak, Um, we're going to move off of food and move on over to uh, social media, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok for the young folks. Um, Those are just a few examples of the ways people stay connected um, and communicate with the people in their lives. And for the most part, they serve that purpose. Now, before I get too much further into this, let me say this, let me preface it. I use various social media sites. Hell, you're listening to this podcast right now, probably because you saw a link 
on my Facebook or the page of a friend, you know, who shared the link graciously. Thank you to whoever that was. Um, so social media obviously has its benefits. Um, I'm not one of those people who think or say social media as a whole is pointless, a waste of time, etc. I'd, I'd be silly to do that. Um, what I am is someone who sees that for all the benefits that social media does indeed have, it also, to me, has created a culture and a world that I couldn't have imagined, we'll say 12 years ago in 2007. Um, speaking of 2007, prior to going to college at Northern Arizona University, go Jacks, um, I, eh, I guess you can say met, quote unquote, met my roommate, thanks to Facebook. Uh, we sent a couple messages back and forth and used that platform to get the initial icebreaker phase out of the way prior to meeting face to face in the beautiful town of Flagstaff, Arizona. Uh, once he and I met at Riley Hall, Almost every single interaction he and I had was face-to-face. Um, Facebook served a great, great purpose, though. Um, it helped a guy from Michigan, him, and a guy from Virginia, me, um, get an idea of what the first year of our lives would be like away from family and friends back in our respective homes. Uh, to this day, I still reach out to him from time to time via Facebook, Instagram, things like that. Um, we give that well-known blue thumbs up to various events in our lives. And thanks to social media, we are still connected. Um, I mean, I haven't seen him since I left Arizona, um, but still knows what's going on in his life. He still knows what's going on in mine to an extent. Back when Facebook was gaining popularity, for the most part, they were used for interactions like the one I just talked about. Um, I can't speak for other people other than myself, but at that time and to this day, I did not care if I had a hundred friends or a thousand. Um, if I post a picture and it only gets two likes, cool. I, it, it is what it is. You know, the point for me wasn't how many likes, how many people are following me, how many people want to, you know, I guess, say that they care, if that makes sense. It wasn't for me, you know, which I'm sure, you know, coming from someone who is doing a podcast, hoping to reach people, I know that may sound hypocritical, but if one person listens to this, great, a hundred, even better. If no one listens to it, cool, I'm still going to do it because it's what I want to do, you know, but again, that wasn't the point at that time. The point was I was experiencing things in life and if anyone was interested in seeing that but couldn't physically be present, they had a way to share it with me. Um, that has changed though, you know, I mean, I've seen countless videos from concerts, shows, events etc. And that's cool. That's fine. You know, I have no issue at all with someone snapping a pic or two of their time at the Daytona 500 or sharing, you know, Travis Scott performing sicko mode, you know, for the way people, you know, for people who are not present. Where I start to question things is when during an entire event, 
people have their phones in their hands. To me, it's it's almost like people are missing out on the very event that they're attending. For what? Clout, followers, retweet, Instagram fame, YouTube fame, and I'm shaking my head as I say it, TikTok fame. You know, with the way the world's going right now, the internet and social media serves as a much-needed distraction from reality. Um, going to a concert or a movie is a break from that... Jeez. Excuse me. From that reality we deal with every single day. But do we really want to look at the world through a screen when beauty... And wonderful distractions are mere feet away from us. I'm a huge believer in doing whatever makes you happy. I'm not trying to change anyone's mind. Or saying you're wrong for living your life how you choose. You know, if you want to go to the Super Bowl and record the whole thing on your phone, that's you. Do you. All I guess I'm trying to say is that for all the bad we have in the world right now, we also have a lot of good. You know, see it, take it in, enjoy it. Our phones, our digital lives, etc., they'll be there. Snap a picture, record a quick 10-second video, your best friend's favorite song, and share it to their page so that when they come back from deployment or from a mission trip down to the, to Central America, wherever it is, Go ahead and share that, you know, sharing that moment with them. Put that smile on their face. But then put the phone back in your pocket. I promise you, it'll be there. You know, that World Series winning home run or that five-minute chit-chat at your favorite chicken joint on Broad Street. Side note, I can't remember the year, um, but I met um, Randall Randall Blythe, the front man of uh, Lamb of God, at Lee's Chicken on Broad Street once. Had a good, we'll say, 45-minute chit-chat. You know, talked about his photography. Obviously talked about music. Talked about our love of Lee's Chicken. And moved on. I don't have any pictures from that day. I don't have a tweet or a Facebook post saying, you know, that's who I met. What I do have is the memory of it. You know, I have that in my mind, ingrained, and that's something that I will always hold on to as a fan of the band, um, as a fan of photography, I know for a fact that it happened, and it's something that, you know, it happened by chance, but I got to experience it. Sure, I may not have tweeted it or shared it out. I didn't get a single like from me meeting a man you know, while both of us are trying to fill our stomachs. It didn't happen. But I'm okay with that. You know, life is one of those things where you never know what's going to happen. No amount of followers, no amount of double taps, no amount of shares will ever top that moment. Whatever that moment may be, you know, to each their own, everyone is different. But no amount of quote unquote social media fame is going to replace actual memories, replace 
actual moment, you know? So I'm not saying don't share. I'm not saying don't use social media, but remember that life is, life is moments. Life is moments. And would you rather see them on, uh, I don't know the size of phones anymore. I used to care. I don't care anymore. But do you, would you rather see them on a digital screen or with your own two, or in my case, four eyes? Something to think on. All right, I hope we're all nice and cozy. We've got the drinking hand, the, well, use your minds, use your minds, the, um, imaginary fire in the fireplace. It's got you nice and comfortable and relaxed. Good to go. Um, going to move right on over into what I am at least at this point testing out as a uh, new segment called DC's fireside vibes. Um, like everyone else, well, almost everyone else, I love music. Um, and my taste in music is as wide ranging and open as I am. Um, so in this segment, um, DC's fireside vibes, um, each week, um, should I carry it on? I will briefly talk about a particular artist, their music, um, and why I love it, why it's just in rotation, constantly going, at least for that week, that time period, whatever it may be. Um, so on this inaugural DC Fireside Vibe, I want to talk about an artist named Hippie Love. Um, in her own words, as posted on her Spotify page, uh, Hippie Love, she was born and raised in Durham, North Carolina, uh, but currently resides in Richmond, Virginia. Um, she's always had a love of music and grew up listening to funk, jazz, R&B, and hip-hop. To me, all genres that I grew up on as well and to this day still love. Um, anywho, uh, she started out singing in church, um, weddings, and work events. But back in 2018, um, she found her love of producing beats. Um, her beats take you on a ride with the influences of the music of her childhood. So as a Richmonder myself, I always love to see people from my town who are doing anything positive, be it art, music, costume design, etc. Um, I actually discovered Hippie Love thanks to my uh, little sister, Sadana. Uh, she shared something um, about Hippie Love. I can't remember what it is at this point, but it was something on her Instagram that she shared. Um, and being the audiophile that I am, if my sister gave an endorsement, I had to listen. Um, and let me tell you, I was not disappointed. Um, Hippie Love's uh, debut EP is only about six songs long and roughly 10 minutes in total length. But once those 10 minutes were up, I immediately wanted to hear more. Um, it's appropriately titled Music Therapy Volume 1. Um, and that's exactly what this EP is. In six songs, just six songs, she shows her range and talent as a producer of beats. Um, I'm not going to pigeonhole um, her work into one genre because it's not. It really isn't. Um, it shows influence from various genres. The ones that she herself lists 
um, as influences as well as genres I've listening to this EP almost almost constantly almost every single day um, at least once a day you know genres that you know little elements of genres here and there that I'm picking up on um, as someone who works from 2300 to 0700 or 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. for my all my non 24-hour clock users um, to me, it is the perfect mix of songs for those late night drives and for calming your mind in the car on those stop and go filled morning commutes, which no matter where you live, no matter where we are, we all have those terrible commutes. Um, I'm currently in Jacksonville, Florida. I think there's a lot of traffic here, uh, but Atlanta's worse, but getting off subject. Um I honestly cannot wait to hear more from her. Um, and if you get a chance, you know, hopefully after finishing this episode out, um, you should give her EP a listen to. Um, hopefully on a future episode, I'll be able to interview her, see what may be in the works. Um, I haven't talked to her about that yet. The only thing I've talked to her about was I sent her a message, you know, letting her know I enjoyed her music and asking her if I could in essence, give her a shout out, um, on this episode. And she gave me the thumbs up. Um, this, this is not a, I guess, I don't want to say paid sponsor. She didn't tell me to do any of this. This is all coming from me personally. Um, but like I said, hopefully at some point, you know, I'll be able to interview or talk about music influence, things like that. Um, anyway, you can follow her um, on her Instagram. It's hippie loves beats, all one word, no spaces. Um, you can actually listen to Music Therapy Volume One on Spotify, um, or at her official SoundCloud, which can be found on her Instagram page. Um, if you're listening to this episode um, of DC's Fireside Chats on Anchor, um, the song that actually started this episode was by Hippie Love, um, and it's called Too Grown. Um, and that's that. That is the inaugural DC's Fireside Vibes um, segment. Um, if anyone has music that they listen to that they really love that, you know, they just, you know, put on when they've had a bad day or a good day, feel free to send them my way. I'm always, always looking for new music. Um, and you never know, you know, your current vibe can be my vibe next week. Uh, so send them my way, send them my way. And I, I really actually look forward to seeing what new music I can discover from there. And that's, that's episode three. Um, thank you again. Um, if you've made it all the way through to the end, I hope you did. Thank you for listening. Um, uh, as I stated, in my, I guess, prologue, I've always loved listening to podcasts and kind of want to start my one of my own. So if you're listening, it's, it's appreciated. You know, I know it's still kind of clunky, you know, it's still kind of over the place. You know, I've had a few bumps in this episode alone, but it's a work in progress. And I appreciate you being there to 
be a part of it. So thank you very much for that. Um, questions. If you have any questions for me, um, I'm going to be posting a link um, with this episode. Um, feel free to shoot them my way. You know, what are what are some of your favorite foods? What are some of the foods that you absolutely cannot stand and other people, you know, kind of give you looks for? Um, what's an experience that you've had that there was no cell phone present? There was no selfie. You know, what's an experience you've had that you look back on and finally remember? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, work in progress. I'm still working the bugs out, you know, as I go. Um, but I hope you enjoyed. Um, and a new episode will be coming soon. Um, whatever time of day you're listening to this, morning, noon, or night, I hope the remainder of it is fantastic. And thank you for warming up next to the fire. I am your, I don't say host, but I am DC. And thank you for being a part of this fireside chat. Everyone have a wonderful, wonderful insert your time of day here. And um, I'll talk to you guys next time.